Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrienne Delgado, and in this podcast, you will get practical nutrition and health tips for both you and your entire family. I am a registered dietitian. I'll give you step-by-step plans to reach your goals, easy tips to stay motivated, and my favorite recipes that I know you will enjoy too. Nutrition and health doesn't have to be boring or grueling. Let's enjoy the journey while we strive to reach the destination together. So grab your water bottle and notebook because it's time to get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. Guys, I'm super excited about today because we are tackling the topic, one of my favorite topics of all time, self-care. And I think for so many of us, when we hear the word self-care, we think of those niceties that we may not allow ourselves to do on a regular basis because it costs money or it feels frivolous. Like maybe self-care would be getting a massage or, or taking a bubble bath or getting your nails done or something like that. But that's not what we're talking about today. Even though those are great ways to take care of yourself um, and provide some of that mental escape you may need or physical therapeutic, um, physical therapeutic relief that you may need. But today I really want to dive into the topic of how can you take care of yourself well so you can take care of others. And I didn't want to do this topic on my own. So I invited a guest today. Uh, Her name is Danielle Sabin and you're going to get to meet her very soon. Um, But I met Danielle through our Jumpstart program. And Danielle is an awesome lady because She is just one of the kindest, most giving people you will ever meet. But she also started to realize that she was giving all of herself to everybody else. And she had very little that she was putting back into her own tank. And I think for a lot of us, making that mindset shift of thinking that taking care of ourselves is selfish and that all of our energy should be going to the people around us really ends up not serving us well because now we're depleted, we're empty, and we have nothing left to give. And so one of my favorite quotes of all time is about self-care and it says that self-care is about giving people the best of you instead of what's left of you. And I apologize. uh, I don't know who said that offhand. I can look that up. But really, that's what we want to talk about today is giving people the best of us so that we can be the parent we want to be. So we can be the the spouse we want to be. We can be the friend we want to be, the employee we want to be, the employer we want to be. We want to show up for ourselves so we can feel confident at the end of the day, and so we can bring our A-game. And so I'm really excited for you to meet Danielle and um, listen to her journey. So here we go. All right. Well, I am just so excited 
to have Danielle on our podcast today. And um, Danielle, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Adrian. Absolutely. So I'd like the listeners to get to know you a little bit better um, because we're going to talk about a lot of important things today. So Danielle, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Uh, well, my name is Danielle Sabin. Uh, I live here in Limerick and uh, my husband and I moved back in 1999 uh, out to this area. Uh, we have four children, two boys, two girls, ages 14, 15, 16, and my little guy is five. Um, I work part-time as an on-call manager. Um, I enjoy listening to Audible books and podcasts. Um, I am actively involved in my son's Boy Scout troop. And um, I think I like to listen to the Audible books and the podcasts because I am always in the car driving someone, at least pre, uh, pre-COVID. I drive in circles, dropping children off and picking them up. Uh, from their activities and outings. So pretty typical of, yeah. of a mom, you know, of, you know, not even, I wouldn't even say multiple children, just of children, especially I think in this area, um, there is such a push to get your kids involved in as many activities as you can, but that can end up wreaking havoc on, on our yeah. physical health. Or a mental health after yes. a while. I don't know how you feel about that. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's hard. It's definitely tricky. Um, and the more kids you have, the more there is to coordinate and to figure out, which adds another layer of stress. So, it sure does. Yes. Um, okay, well, and Danielle and I got to know each other through our Jumpstart program at Body Metrics. And so, Danielle, why don't you explain to us a little bit about what a typical day would look like for you from a nutrition and health standpoint? Okay, so um, as Adrian said, that uh, I had joined the Jumpstart program, um, but prior to that, um, <clears throat> oftentimes I would have a cup of coffee for breakfast while I was getting multiple children out the door. And then once that happened, I would start emptying the dishwasher or starting laundry. Um, doing all those um, chores that seem to never end when you have a large family. And before I knew it, uh, it was lunchtime. And I would be grabbing something like crackers and an apple as I was running around doing errands in the car at that point and just continuing to go about my day, realizing that it was dinner time and standing up to eat while I got kids ready to uh, go out to activities. And then I would be again driving around, sometimes finishing dinner, uh, sometimes, um, you know, shoveling it in before I left. Um, And then often because I didn't really realize what I was eating, I would still be taking bites of things and, and grabbing handfuls of things in between car rides. And um, in hindsight, I feel like I, you know, I, I, ne- I felt like I never stopped. So in hindsight, I realize now that I really didn't and I never stopped to, to realize what I was eating. I, I didn't stop to think about whether or not I was hydrating. And I was just like on autopilot. And it really kind of got to a point where I just never thought about it. Um, and 
through Jumpstart, it kind of let me take a step back and realize all the things that at one point I knew how to do, but at this point kind of forgot and didn't. Yeah. And I think that's also true of so many of us, you know, we don't start out neglecting our health. We don't start out neglecting the importance of exercise and taking care of ourselves. It's just something that kind of sneaks up on us because, you know, we have our first kid and that's overwhelming and we're trying to figure out how to take care of another person. And in addition to taking care of ourselves and, and then we add another child into the mix and another child and, and just by nature of being a caregiver in the home, I feel like our um, priority to take care of ourselves always slips further and further down the list. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Yeah. And then before you know it, you're at a different place and you're like, wait a second, how did I get here? Yes. And how do I get myself out of it? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I always say I'm guilty of putting everyone else's needs before my own. Yeah. And, you know, what I've realized just kind of recently that um, I have to take care of myself in order to be able to take care of everyone else. Exactly. So almost like the oxygen mask metaphor on an airplane. Yes. Absolutely. Right? And I think for so many of us, and I'm going to speak specifically to moms here, um, we have this idea in our head that being selfless is the way to our children's happiness or to making sure that we take care of everybody's needs. And I think we need to challenge some of those thoughts that taking care of myself is not selfish. It's actually enabling me to take care of them better or in a different way. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about this in a little bit, but I know it goes beyond physical health, right? When I'm healthy, when I'm strong, yes, I can keep up with them. I have more energy to do things for my family. But for me, I notice when I take care of myself from a physical mm -hmm. standpoint with exercise and eating well, um, mentally, I'm so much better and in a different place and in a different spot to take care of my family. Um, I feel like I can think more clearly. I have more focus. I have more clarity, not always more patience. I can't say that, <laughs> but I can say that I'm in a better headspace so that I can look at a situation that may be stressful or may be challenging. And I can allow myself to, to think, stop, regroup, formulate a plan, if you will, where when I'm not taking care of myself, everything feels so hard. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. So, so question for you, Danielle, did you start to notice that because of all your picking throughout the day, like your, your little grab and go breakfast, I think you said it was just coffee. I don't even know if you had breakfast before. I think it was just not, a no, not really just coffee. Okay. So you have coffee in the morning, which is very typical of a lot of people because you know, it gets the job done. It fills your stomach up for a little bit, but it's offering, it's not really offering a lot of nutrition, right? right? And then at lunch, you said you were grabbing a pack of crackers, maybe an apple as you were running out the door, running more errands, getting yourself situated for, um, in anticipation, maybe getting things done, getting ready for the kids to come home where you have that second wave of activity. Um, were you noticing that all that grabbing and snacking and lack of meals, did that, mm -hmm 
impact your hunger levels later in the day? So it depends. Sometimes I would pick enough that when dinner came, I would eat dinner because it was dinner time, but maybe not necessarily be hungry for dinner. Uh, so I probably, the picking was enough that it was probably a, a meal. Um, so absolutely then. Other times, maybe I would skip the dinner because I wasn't hungry at dinner time, but then I'd be hungry at eight, nine o'clock at night. And then that's terrible time to put a meal in. Um, and sometimes I would, I would do that. Or sometimes I would just not bother to eat um, and put the meal in at the end of the night at nine o'clock when I came home from, from, from everybody's activ activities. Um, and so, yeah, that, that definitely uh, contributed uh, to weight gain, um, to not knowing when I was hungry, to not realizing uh, what I was eating, um, definitely not, not eating on, not keeping blood sugar levels at an even keel, you know, definitely not that. Um, I always drank my coffee, uh, no, no cream, no sugar, so I wasn't adding anything into it, but it definitely didn't sustain me, but I don't even think I knew that I was hungry afterwards. Like there, I didn't pay attention to any hunger cues. I just kept going. Yeah. And I think that's true. I mean, I would say that so many people, at least the clients that I see in my office, both in our group programs and one-on-ones, is it's easy to skip meals in the beginning of the day because there's so many distractions, right? You jump out of bed immediately. It's all right, get the kids out of the house, get myself out of the house, get dressed, get make sure lunches are packed. There's so much going on that it's easy to ignore hunger signals. Um, and then you jump into your work day and now you have distractions or responsibilities that you have to take care of. And before you know it, now it's lunchtime and you've, all you've had is a cup of coffee and how that, um, that pattern and that habit can really impact how much you're consuming later in the day, which as we know from our group classes, um, can absolutely impact your weight when you're eating the majority of your calories at eight, nine o'clock. But yeah. it's a cycle that's, that's definitely challenging. Um, so because today we wanna talk about self-care and the importance of it, what were some of the mindsets you had around taking care of yourself. Like I know you have a, a very selfless giving attitude, you know, for your family because you want to provide for them. But where did some of those mindsets come from? So, uh, believe it or not, um, during the COVID shutdown, I, uh, I think, you know, everything kind of came to a halt. And at that point, I realized just how much I was doing for everybody in my family. And um, I began to notice that I was, you know, physically and, and mentally exhausted. And I felt that every day. And when I was busy, I just pushed it to the side and just kept going. But during that shutdown period, I really tried to focus on it. And, you know, I was really, not only did I, did I have nothing left at the end of the day, um, but I realized when I went to bed at the end of the day that I couldn't think of one thing that I had done just for me. Um, and I decided to take some time to try to focus on myself because the opportunity was present at that point in time. It was like no better time. There was nowhere to go, nothing to do. So it was like, okay, 
I can just think about myself, my needs, my health, and take the opportunity when things were slower. Um, there was definitely some uh, divine intervention. Uh, I was on Facebook one day and I stumbled upon a four day um, free Zoom workshop that Adrian was running through Body Metrics. That was called um, the Diet Rehab. And uh, I decided I was gonna listen in and see what that was about. And since it was on Zoom, um, I didn't have any kids to get any place. I could just go into a room and focus on that and that learning and then on me. And that was really kind of a start. And um, through that workshop, I learned some new things. Um, I, you know, was reminded of things that I had forgotten along the way. And the diet rehab got me excited when uh, at the end of it, when Adrian presented the jumpstart, and I was like, great, I am ready to do a six week program that focuses on health and me. And uh, it just came at the right time in, you know, for, for me. And um, I was really excited. I was, I was really excited to join that program. Yeah. Um, Danielle, was there any you know, as you were making that decision and as you had that clarity and that realization, like, oh my goodness, I have not done a single thing for myself today. And then this opportunity presented itself. Was there any guilt for signing up? Because um, we have mom guilt about everything. Yeah, right? So a little bit in that I would say, because uh, I, was, I was always trying to hit the live sessions. And so I would tell my family, my kids, they were here with me. I say, look, I, I just need an hour. And I, at first through those, those four, uh, those four nights, they weren't used to me saying, I just need an hour. So I think it was a little hard for them. By jumpstart, they knew, okay, mom needs an hour. You know, she's going off by herself. Um, but in the beginning, it was a little hard. It was a little like, all right, I should be doing this. No, 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 I shouldn't be doing that. I should be sitting down and listening to this program for me. So there was absolutely some initial guilt, but yeah. I'm glad I pushed it aside. Yeah, well, and I think like you said, some of it is if we have created an, an environment where we are always um, meeting all of our family's needs every time they have a need, then it's confusing when all of a sudden you say, wait, I'm going to take an hour for myself. They're like, what do you mean? You've never done that before. Why are you starting now? Right. <laughs> Part of it was teaching them a new way where you guys will be fine. It is just an hour. And as soon as the call is over, I am here, but you have to give me that hour. And sure enough, they realize, oh, you know, she's serious. They respect it. And then you come out of that hour a different person, which they probably liked because you were in a different state. You were in a motivated state, an inspired state, an educated state. And um, so that's awesome. And I'm glad you pushed through that initial, like, oh, should I be doing this? Um, I think it's what I should be doing. But, you know, you know, pushing past that mom guilt and say, no, you know what? I deserve an hour too. Absolutely. Yeah. So what would you say was your biggest nutrition challenge or your biggest health challenge before you came to body metrics or before you came to that jumpstart program? Okay. Um, so uh, 
when I was 14, I started to have a lot of physical health issues. Um, it started with my knees and through the years, we can fast forward, I'm now 44 and that uh, physical issues are pretty much throughout my body. And uh, this has caused me to have a lot of issues with exercising um, because movement is not always easy uh, and it's almost never pain-free. So, you know, most people like to avoid pain when possible. And so therefore, um, exercise has not been a huge part of, uh, of my life. Um, I realized that when I eat better, I really do feel better. Uh, and, and I still have pain, but it's definitely not as intense. And um, I noticed that when I hydrate more, uh, I also feel better. Um, there's definitely less inflammation and um, less pain. And so, especially through Jumpstart, when I started to add those more fruits and vegetables in, I really realized that the more I ate the good stuff, the less I hurt. So that, that, was, uh, that was huge, but it's also been a challenge my whole life because I don't always focus on the healthy eating. Um, another challenge that I've had is that I've had high cholesterol since I was two years old. Um, there was a fam family history and uh, my dad was asked to be in a study and through that, everybody in the family was tested and they diagnosed me at such a young age. Um, so now at 44, really I've had high cholesterol for the last 42 years of my life. I am definitely afraid of heart disease and uh, it's another motivator to take care of myself and to make sure that I'm putting those healthy foods into my body, um, especially since the exercise isn't uh, first and foremost. Um, so that's definitely, that's, they're big challenges. They're, they're definitely big challenges that I have uh, had to work through yeah. and continue to work through. Yeah, and I think I've mentioned it so many times in my group classes and my one-on-one -on -one calls is nobody is going to stand up for you when it comes to taking care of yourself, right? Like you can have doctors that say, hi, you, you know, you have high cholesterol, you need to take care of yourself, but ultimately they're not calling you and checking in on you. They're not making sure you're doing the work. They're not making sure you set time aside every day to take care of yourself or to move your body. And, you know, if you want to exercise, you have to create the time to do it and the space to do it. If you want to um, cook healthier foods, you have to be the one to stand up for it. Nobody's going to stand up for your health more than you will. And so part of you know, your challenges, the medical challenges, not only just the time challenges of taking care of a large family, but also the medical challenges that you were facing, you know, at some point you're like, listen, I have to take care of myself. Otherwise, I'm gonna miss out on a lot of great memories with the people I'm trying to take care of the most. That's right. That's right. So 
so yeah, I think a lot of people can resonate with that because we, again, you know, maybe some of us do have medical conditions, maybe some of us don't, but they're inevitable. And the goal is to try to push them off for as long as possible to have better quality of life. Sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to personally invite you to our free four-day workshop called Diet Rehab, September 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Do you consider yourself to be a professional dieter? You know, the one who has tried every diet out there only to have given up a couple days in because it's just too restrictive? Or maybe you have had success with dieting only to gain the weight back again plus some. If this is you, then diet rehab is absolutely where you need to be September 14th to the 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern. To register, simply go to bodymetricspa.com forward slash diet rehab to reserve your spot. And now back to the show. So I know you found out about Jumpstart Through the Diet Rehab Program, our free four-day workshop. Um, Because we're talking, again, keep bringing this back to self-care. There are a lot of different aspects of the program, a couple of them being like the the emails that we send out with the reflection questions. We have the accountability questions through our private Facebook page. Tell us about your experience in working with those, those questions and how that led to a different mindset around um, taking care of yourself or just even maybe insights into your own health and changes you wanted to make. So when I signed up uh, after the body rehab, when I signed up for the Jumpstart, it was um, definitely fast and simple um, to do right on the Body Metrics website. And then when I started to attend, um, most often I tried to hit the live sessions, but there was also the recorded session. So if I couldn't hit that live session, um, I could go back and listen I think they were up for like a week. So you had a week to go and and listen before the next one was recorded. Um, And you had that, the handouts. I printed every handout that was given. I have a little binder. I have everything in the binder so I can go back and look at it later. Um, And then each day, uh, I found myself going on the Facebook page to see what the accountability question was. And there were multiple questions and sometimes they were for me and sometimes they were for other people but I definitely found myself going to those and looking and saying okay well so and so was asked what was for breakfast well what did they eat for breakfast and then I might have gotten an idea like oh you know I didn't think of making overnight oats because I don't have time in the morning but I could prepare at the you know the night before I could prepare that and 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 eat it so I definitely um found myself going to that page. And then I also found myself getting ideas from that page. Uh, And then uh, I kind of knew what I, uh, what I was lacking. So it'd be like exercise or try to make sure that I went for a quick walk or something so that if I was asked the exercise question, I'd be able to say I did it. Um, I often had trouble with my lunch and uh, somehow Adrienne figured that out pretty quickly that I was having uh, struggles with lunch and she would ask me, you know, what did you have for lunch today? So then 
it forced me, which is exactly what I needed, to figure out what I was going to have and, and figure out a way to make it work. Um, and it gave me practice. So now, you know, I can stop and eat lunch and I can choose healthy foods to do it. And if I'm having a busier day, you know, I plan the night before for what that's going to be. So, um, and that all came from that Facebook group. Um, you know, it, it seems like just like, oh, it's a little Facebook, Facebook group, but it was such a powerful tool. And I began to feel connections with people. And it was, it was really great. And then on Saturday, there was the, the live Q&A sessions. And that was always nice because while um, the Tuesday class was a lot of lecture and information, the Saturday class was the question and answer. And if you didn't understand something or if you wanted to share a story or somebody else had a great idea, that was the sharing time, which um, I also felt brought another level of connection to people, which was really important to me to feel that, that connection to other people. I realized that, you know, hey, I'm not the only one struggling here. I'm not the only one that can't, uh, can't figure this out, you know, and, and just having a, a village was very helpful. Um, I definitely, was more successful because of the group atmosphere than I was doing it, than I would have been doing it alone. Absolutely. Okay. Now, have you um, tried different programs in the past where, you know, that you, that you tried and were successful or unsuccessful? Um, how was this program different and, and helping you be successful? So uh, when I was a young child, uh, my mom always cooked the low-fat cholesterol diet um, that we were given. And um, you know, I grew up in the 80s, though. So um, when you think about low-fat and cholesterol, uh, you think about choosing margarine over butter, which we all know is um, not exactly correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like to, you know make jokes with my mother now about that, but, um, you know, that was the information we had at the time. So for the, to the best of our ability with the knowledge we had, we followed a low, low fat, low cholesterol diet as a child. Um, and then when I was, um, maybe six or seven years ago now, uh, I tried a program called take shape for life. And that was a diet program that came with a health coach, and um, I got to buy all my food, which was the MedFast food. And while it did not really taste very well, um, I did not have to think about what I was eating, how much I was eating. I just opened the package and ate whatever it was I was supposed to eat. And so there was no, uh, it was all black and white. And, uh, and it was great. And I lost 40 pounds in under a year. And, you know, I was, super excited. Um, but the downside was that the program was expensive. And when I hit my target weight, I decided that um, I was going to try to maintain that weight on my own, except, you know, surprise, I gained it all back because I had no idea how to actually eat to maintain that weight, how to choose good food. Uh, 
and the meal replacements didn't, you know, other than opening that package, it didn't teach me anything that I needed for the long term. Uh, and that was um, a big bust because, you know, I, I gained all of the weight back. Um, probably a little more, <laughs> um, but definitely all of the weight. And then, of course, you know, you want to fit into a dress for a wedding or, you know, sort of that. So I've tried the old, you know, watch what you eat, you take it off, you put it on. So I've gained the same five or 10 pounds over and over again, but I haven't found that thing to really be long term. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I hear that story so often. Like we, we want the, I would say we want the quick fix, but just tell me what to do and I'll eat it. And, and although it's glamorous in its own way that you don't have to put the thought behind it, it doesn't teach you what to do. So when eventually, you know, the wallet runs dry or you don't like the flavor or I want to eat a meal with my family. <laughs> um, when so one of those options present itself, you're kind of stuck. And without the knowledge piece behind it, you know, most people find they just gain the weight right back again. Um, did you find that doing that kind of diet was hard um, with having a large family or, or just a family, I'll say in general, eating different foods? It was, <laughs> it was hard because uh, I was only eating one meal a day and it was um the rest of the time was bars so i was cooking for everyone else um and eating something different so we, we could never make the same same food so yeah it was it was not easy yeah and that actually i mean without sounding condescending to that program because you know there was no time and place for every single program um that makes me so sad because a meal should be shared and there's like you know the bonding when you're eating the same meal and when everybody's eating something separate you don't have that quite the connection that you would if you were all sharing the same meal so i i feel like that's such an important integral part and why i won't ever sell a program that is based on supplements or meal replacements because we need to do this with real food so that we can be successful long-term. This isn't a short-term solution. Yes, uh, Jumpstart is a six-week program, but it's not um, just six weeks. It is the jumpstart for the rest of your life. And, and taking that stand that, yes, I'm going to take care of myself for these six weeks, maybe a little bit more intensive than later, but it's a necessary step for future self-care so I can be the best version of me moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would tell my children that, uh, you know, when I was going into the Jumpstart class, I would say, guys, I'm going to my nutrition class now uh, because that's what I really felt. I really felt like I was learning about food and uh, I was learning and kind of uh, being, word um reminded of the things that i had forgotten that are that are good for you and the things you should be doing so and i it absolutely is a it's a long-term commitment it's not it's not a quick fix um but that's how you can sustain it and the fact that you can go to the grocery store and you can buy 
you know, the asparagus and, and, and come home and cook it. And you don't have to go to a specialty store to, you know, or order your food and have it come in a box. Um, there's a replacement, you know, when you can go to the store and pick it yourself and prepare it yourself, you can make the changes that can last. And it's, it's a slower pace, but I've seen firsthand that the, the quick fix doesn't, doesn't last. So, you know, I believe wholeheartedly that it's, it's slow and steady that wins the race. Yeah. Yeah. I would a hundred percent agree. So Danielle, what goals did you set for yourself uh, before the program? And did you reach those goals? Um, so my, my ultimate goal was to set time aside for myself. Um, and to focus on my health needs. And I, I definitely think that, I wouldn't say I've hit it, I'd say it's a work in progress. Uh, I'd say that I've gone from doing, you know, no exercise to, you know, taking little walks through a couple times a week. Uh, I've gone from incorporating, you know, very little vegetables into uh, my day to trying to incorporate them into every lunch and every dinner. I'm still working on breakfast and <laughs> I've got a ways to go with, you know, eating vegetables for breakfast, but um, I'm going to get there. And, uh, you know, I've used the, uh, the My Plate visual as a guide to plate my food. And I've also, I think a big thing is I've stopped to ask myself if I'm hungry before I put something into my mouth. And so... I think that I'm on my way to meeting my goals, but I don't think that I'm, I'm there. And that's actually good because uh, if I get there, I'll stop focusing on me. And, and I kind of like the taking the time out for myself and, and just slowing down a little bit and, and having that self-care time. Yeah, I love that. And yes, we want the, the tangible wins, like, okay, I'm exercising more, I'm eating better. But one of the things that I love that you said was, I, I'm, getting, I'm getting really good at asking myself, am I hungry before I just mindlessly put something in my mouth? That in itself, if you accomplish nothing else in the six weeks, but learning how to ask yourself that question, that is a huge win it is a huge success because for so many of us, we're not paying attention. We're not present in the moment because we have the hundred different distractions going on around us. And it's something simple, like just that question, that mindfulness piece that can make the biggest difference and make sure that, you know, when you listen to your body, when it tells you what it needs, you honor that. And it makes sense logically, like, of course I would do that. Of course I only eat when I'm hungry. But I will, you know, without knowing a statistic and just throwing something out there, I'll say 98% of the people don't do that. You know, they eat something because they see it or because it's available without even checking in, am I hungry? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely know that, uh, that I was doing that. I absolutely was. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, so what was your biggest success? Because, okay. we, you know, we've did, been doing this self-care work. You, you put in the time, you went through the classes, you showed up for yourself. So let's share your successes because we all want to celebrate with you. Okay. So this is going to sound so silly, but uh, I think the biggest 
success that I've had through participating with Jumpstart was putting vegetables on the same playing field as chips and pretzels. Um, at one point uh, in one of the classes, Adrian said, you know, if, if you're going to go grab a bag of chips, why not grab vegetables? You know, make a veggie tray, have the vegetables cut up, have them ready to go. And I was like, genius. This, like, wait, like just, you know, I'd go to the store and I would buy the vegetables, but no one feels like cutting up a pepper to eat when they're hungry. You know, it's so much easier to grab, you know, the bag of pretzels. So um, now when I go to the store, I consciously look for all kinds of colors um, because you'll learn in a class that each color means, you know, a different aspect of health. And so I get as many colors as I, as I can. Uh, and I come home and I cut everything up and I put them in a couple of containers. And now when I'm hungry, I take out the cut vegetables with maybe a little bit of hummus or a little bit of homemade guacamole. And I have a snack instead of going to the pantry to get the, the chips. And it's just as fast because all the work was already done. You already set aside that time to do it. And now I've noticed, um, which is the other part of the win, is that my husband, my 16-year-old, and my five-year-old, they all go in and they also get the vegetables and they pull them out with the hummus or the guacamole and they're eating it too. I still have two more kids to work on, but you know, I'll take it. You know, there's, there's four of us that are pulling vegetables out now out of the six of us. And um, it seems like a no-brainer, you know, yeah, just cut up the vegetables, but I never I never thought of it. You know, I have, I have them in there and I would cut them up, you know, make like a little appetizer or something on a weekend and put the vegetables out or, you know, have the vegetables for, to cut up for a salad or to cut up to cook. But I never thought of just having them in there. So um, that has been a huge, a huge success because right there, there's so many less calories being consumed by choosing something that's better and then you're getting energy from it and it stays with you longer than you know that then the, the the chips would um so yeah that's my that's my thing i put vegetables on the same playing field as chips <laughs> i love it you're never going to get an argument from me when i when people are talking more about eating fruits and vegetables that just brings so much light into my heart. I love it. I love everything about it. And what I love is the fact that, you know, when we talk about, again, self-care, and so often we think of self-care like, um, you know, maybe taking a nap or get, doing, going for a bubble bath or getting a massage. And those are all very great things about self-care that we can do to take care of our bodies. But, but nourishment, and making sure that when we need energy, we feel it appropriately instead of just with empty calories that leave us feeling more depleted than when we started. You know, those are just such great self-care tactics. And then putting yourself in a position to be successful. Like you said, when you're hungry, nobody feels like cutting up a pepper. We just go for what's quick and convenient and easy because it's all about pain avoidance and immediate gratification when we're hungry. And now it's like, I'm going to do the work ahead of time. That is how I'm showing my body care by setting the time aside, cutting the stuff up. So that way, when I am in a position that I'm hungry, 
I can just grab it. It's there for me. It's waiting for me. That is how I take care of myself. I pre-decided how I'm going to take care of myself rather than trying to have to make the hard decision in the moment. Yeah. So, okay. So one of the things I want to touch um, on is you had mentioned your children. You had mentioned that um, you are noticing your five-year-old, your 16-year-old uh, are starting to take care of themselves in a different way than what they once were. And I feel like self-care is, is generational, right? Like it's something that we teach, we model, right? If we yes. model it, then, then our kids will see it and it will just be part of their normal routine versus something they have to learn at 44. Right. So what are some of the messages you want to pass on to your kids about self-care? So um, when my kids were little, uh, I decided that I wanted to be the kind of mom that uh, led by example. And so, you know, I don't want my children to smoke. So therefore, I don't smoke. And, uh, you know, I want my children to have a respect for alcohol. And so they will never see me uh, drinking too much. Um, I haven't been able to lead by example with the, with the exercise and the, and the physical things, but that's where my husband comes in and he's been able to show by example um, that incorporating you know, activity and exercise into their lives is fun and important. Um, I'm gonna interrupt you, Danielle. Yep. You, you have not been able to lead by example with exercise. What is that very powerful word that we always add? To the end of a sentence? Yes. yes. I have that. That's right. You know it, girl. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. No, that's okay. Um, and, you know, my, my kids know that uh, I'm not doing those things with them, those activities with them. And it's not because I just want to sit back and watch them, but that there's true physical limitations. Um, because that's kind of all they've ever known with me. Um, so I know that I've always fed my family good food, um, but I don't know that I've put an emphasis on the importance of nutrition for their overall well-being. And I'm hoping that it's not too late for me to instill that in them. And I just truly want them to understand that putting good food into their bodies is necessary to make them stronger and better at everything that they want to do in their lives. And that, you know, choosing the good food for fuel and for, you know, optimizing every aspect of, of whatever it is they want to do is so important. And so yeah. um, I'm hoping that this next chapter of my life, I can begin to um, let them see that. Yeah. And teaching them, you know, the importance of taking the time to take care of themselves. It's not a selfish act. It's right. a necessary step that we've kind of lost focus on throughout the decades and, and bringing that back to focus so that they can, they don't have to run around stressed out and, and feeling like they're being pulled in a hundred different directions. They can recenter themselves right. and know how to say the word no, right? Yeah, that's an important part of self-care, being able to say the word no and realizing when you're reaching your threshold of, you know, or your mental and physical capacity. So, 
So, okay, Danielle, I have a question for you because we are starting our next Jumpstart class, September 22nd. Our next diet rehab, our free four-day workshop will be the week preceding that. So um, I believe by the time this is airing, we're, off, we're already two days into, or one day in, which uh, into our diet rehab class, which if you have not joined already, what are you waiting for? Jump over to our website, bodymetricspa.com forward slash diet rehab and sign up right now so that you can be a part of our current class. But our Jumpstart class, we run several times a year and our next class starts September 22nd. Now, with that said, I also understand that there's a lot of challenges coming up in September with the start of a new school year and a virtual school year for many of us. So what would you say to somebody who is like, you know what, this program sounds like this would be perfect for me. Um, I just, I don't know, is this the right time? Is this, is this the right thing I should be doing right now when there's so many other things that, you know, could be competing for my attention? What would you tell somebody that was considering the program? Yeah, so um, I would absolutely tell them to give it a try. I would say that they had nothing to lose but maybe a few pounds and everything to gain. And I would tell them that knowledge is power and that this course can be taken at their own pace. So if you are uh, helping your child with schoolwork and you can't catch that live, uh, you know, the live class, you can get the recording later. Um, every class comes with uh, a set of worksheets and I think I mentioned earlier I have a binder and I keep all my worksheets in the binder and so I can go back and look at them and um, you you can uh, you can catch that same the Saturday class you can catch that live or recorded as well and as I mentioned earlier you know I there's certain things that I haven't incorporated yet into, um, into my life that I learned from the class, but I have those reference points. I have that uh, you know, stack of papers and it's, the, it's there for me when I'm ready. Uh, I also think that if you're nervous or if you're overwhelmed, um, thinking about making all the changes that you can you can make one or two changes at a time. You don't need to take every piece of advice and put it all into practice at once. You know, it's your journey and that's personal. And so you can be as slow as you need to be, especially um, with the crazy times of the fall with kids being home and an overwhelming feeling from that. Um, and I would also say that, you know, you can just do what is comfortable for you and that a baby step is still a step and it counts. And that when you're looking at self-care and you're looking at taking time for yourself, this is a great way to do that. And you don't even have to leave your house. So you don't have to um, get in your car and go somewhere. You can just go into another room and, and shut the door and give yourself that little bit of time away from everybody else because the chaos is gonna be there. I've, I've realized that you know the chaos is always gonna be there. So you just have to step away from it for you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Such powerful, great advice. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I've had to uh, learn that too. And for whatever reason, I was a little hard headed about feeling like I could stay on top of everything. And then I finally succumbed to the realization that the mess will always be there. <laughs> my kids and well, I wouldn't say my husband, he's, he's pretty good. I don't want to throw him under the bus, but my kids are fabulous at making messes and they just like to leave a trail wherever they go. And I can make myself crazy trying to clean up after them and keep it all clean. But the bottom line is there's a lot of people in the house. And you know, now that they're gonna be in the house all day <laughs> for the next couple months means the mess isn't gonna go anywhere. And so I can either make myself crazy trying to stay on top of it, or I can say, you know what? It's gonna be there no matter what. I'm going to take this time for myself right now because I know that's what's going to make me a better person, make me a better mom, make me a better spouse, make me a better employee. So, all right, Danielle, anything else you want to add? Um, this has been really helpful. And I think so many people are going to resonate with, you know, your, your story, your, you know, how you were living life prior um, to joining the program, some of those mindset shifts you have made since the program now moving forward, anything else that um, can help somebody out? Um, well, first I just want to thank Adrian for asking me to share my story. Um, it's, it's been a lot of fun and uh, I really appreciate the time. Uh, I also want to say good luck to anybody who um, is choosing uh, to begin their journey towards better health. Um, the silver lining for me was you know, during the COVID shutdown and um, realizing that I, I needed to do something for me and for my health. And it was the best decision for me. And uh, I feel less stressed because now I can no longer say that I haven't done something for me. And that feels really good. It feels good to address my needs. And I hope that everybody listening um, can, can do the same. And uh, I also want you to know that Adrienne is really supportive and she will help you any way she can along your way. Yeah, oh, I appreciate that. I do, because I, I get ridiculously excited and invested into each and every person that joins the program. Like, if you are not responding to questions, you get an email and <laughs> you're like, <laughs> Are you still there? What's going on? Do you need help? Do you need support? How can I help you right now? You're, you've been silent for a couple of days. Like it's it's not enough that I just want to. I, I'm not here to take people's money. I don't need money, you know, people's money. I'm here to change lives, and and so I pour my whole heart and and as Danielle mentioned earlier, you know I was struggling with lunch, and then interestingly enough, Adrian picked up on that and started asking me every day. What, is that, what am I having for lunch? Because she knew that was a sticky point and wanted me to work through it and knew I needed that push. So um, I take very detailed notes on all of my clients because I want to offer them the most support. You are not a number uh, in this class. You are an individual with very specific needs and challenges that I want to come alongside you and maybe provide some some guidance or encouragement or motivation for you to continue in your journey. So thank you for, for taking a chance on the program and, um, and for 
for just for being you and for sharing your story because again it's going to help so many people thank you so Daniel, um because you um you are already aware because i know you've listened to a couple episodes of the podcast but we like to end every single episode with a recipe because again we want to not only provide you with that information and that guidance but also the practical part and so i'm hoping that you could share a recipe with the listeners uh something that they might like to try okay so uh, i have a, a brussels sprout recipe um and if you haven't had Brussels sprouts in a while, I encourage you to try them. They were not a favorite of mine for many years. Um, then I found uh, a way to cook them that I liked and we love Brussels sprouts in our house. So uh, for this recipe, uh, I prefer to use a Dutch oven uh, or a cast iron frying pan, but you can use a baking dish. Uh, I typically buy the family size bag of Brussels sprouts and uh, I cut off the tips, and then I half or I quarter the uh, Brussels sprout, depending on the size. I add a um, couple of tablespoons of olive oil, about three to four, till it's well coated. Then I add a half a red onion, and I chop that small. And for the seasoning, I use the McCormick Perfect Pinch Garlic and Herb which is salt-free seasoning. And I typically shake that on until there's a blanket across the entire first layer of the sprouts, and then I stir it. Next, I add one tablespoon of fish sauce. Um, that can be found in the, um, the ethnic aisle at uh, a giant. Um, I'm sure you can get it anywhere, but that's where I typically get it. And I use a brand called Kami. K-A-M-E, and it stands for Key to Asian Made Easy. And then I let everything cook for about an hour on 425, and I stir it occasionally. Uh, but the goal is to let the leaves of the sprouts blacken. Um, so after about an hour, I will um, stir it up again. I'll take a tiny bite, and then I'll use uh, black pepper to season if, if I find that it needs just a little something, something extra. And I'm also looking to see that some of the Brussels sprouts are green and that some of them are, are, are black. Um, for a variation, I, uh, I've used uh, half the bag of um, Brussels sprouts, half that family size bag. And then I use a handful of green beans, asparagus, or red bell pepper. Uh, I've actually done done it recently with all of those mixed into the to the Brussels sprouts, and that's very good as well. I cook it the same amount of time, and the only difference really is you might need an extra tablespoon or so of olive oil and maybe a little bit of extra a uh, uh, couple shakes of of your um, seasoning of the salt-free seasoning, and that's it. Awesome. Awesome, sounds amazing. Uh, Brussels sprouts are one of our family's favorites as well. And I, I think they got a bad rap for whatever reason, and maybe because everybody was boiling them 20, 30 <laughs> years ago and it made the whole house smell, but it doesn't have to be that way. And there's absolutely ways you can dress them up without adding you know, a ton of salt to them um, and still give them a really good flavor so that you want to eat them. So thank you, Danielle. Sure. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, that concludes our episode for today. 
again, if you would like to be in our Jumpstart program, um, very simple to join. All you need to do is go to bodymetricspa.com forward slash jumpstart. And we are there to, to help you and uh, get you started and give you all the resources so that you can be successful and to take care of you. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.